Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk Podcast. I don't know, did Mike die? It just sounded like he died. Um, I have to know other guys might find out I'm still working. I don't know. Hang on. Am I having technical problems, or can you guys hear me? You're very jumbled. I can hear you, but you're very choppy. What the f*** just happened? Okay, anyhow. Am I better or well? No, just moving on. Christopher, I think we're just about ready better. to lose you there. Oh, God. Fuck, I hate that. Hey, good evening. Talk CFL podcast episode number 81. Do you hear me now? Yep. Yes. Okay. Still a bit choppy, but I can still hear you. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out as we move along. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're starting a fuck up of a show, okay? Um, yeah, come clusterfuck. Everything is wrong. Everything's taken apart and disassembled on my computer. This is an area that is supposed to be mine, and it doesn't appear to have been successful at that. So uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll go along. And we did get the show on time, but we're uh, remember, Frag. Okay, pretty funny. What's going on in the CFL? I don't know. Not much. What's going on in the world? It snowed today. Okay. We're talking about May 20th, May 19th. I don't know what it is. It fucking snowed. It's three degrees outside. It's cold. It had to light a fire to keep the house warm. This spring coming, does anybody have any idea? We, three years ago, it was 25 degrees, and we had an extra fire thing, uh, and now it's snow all over the ground. I don't think you could light it if you tried. So, anyhow, um, let's just move on. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Charles, say something nice. Or, or say whatever you want. All right, I think you threw it to me, so uh, I'll say hello, everybody, and um, I don't know what to say nice, but uh, hello. That's a nice thing to say. Hello. <laughs> I'm still I think here. He just, uh, I think he just. I think he just cratered. It sounds like he just crapped right out. So carry along. Okay. Well, yeah. hello everybody. We can, uh, we've lost DJ here for a moment. Um, well, we'll see if he uh, appears back. But uh, a good evening. I was having trouble hearing what he was saying anyway. So uh, he was quite choppy there for a few minutes. Uh, but good evening. Uh, as he said, I'm Charles, out here in lovely Abbotsford, B.C., where it did not snow. Uh, today we did have a, a rainstorm, thunder and lightning, for about 20 minutes about an hour ago, but here we are again, and the sun's back out. So that's what they say about B.C. If you uh, if the weather, uh, you don't like the weather, just wait 20 minutes and then look outside again, because it tends to change that way. So, here we are. Uh, did you know that if this was a regular 
uh, CFL year, we'd be in the middle of training camp right about now, I believe. Uh, or we'd be at least uh, about the beginning. But mm, this ain't a normal year, much like last year was not a normal year. Uh, hopefully this year gets a little more normal, but we'll have to see. So uh, so I'm not rambling on. We're going to bring the uh, the other gentlemen on the hmm, – I called them gentlemen. Hmm, go figure. Uh, the other people on the line here uh, for tonight. Uh, good evening, Will. Good evening. Yep. I am ecstatic that we're having a show tonight because I did yes. miss last week, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Yes. I.e., that's why – that's why I pounded you with articles today, because I kind of uh, figured as much. Yeah, I wanted to have a show it tonight because okay. I... it's okay because um, I had actually already started the agenda, but it was helpful because I put a few things on. Yeah, and I just yeah. I just didn't want it to happen again because we're lacking in sports enough as it is. Yep. Okay, and uh, hey, I wanted it to happen, and I've had a pretty. Uh, <clears throat> stressful week this week and mm-hmm. uh, I needed some kind of release. How does that sound? And, Makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm glad we're here. I mean, I still think the uh, agenda is pretty skimpy, but hey, we'll make it work. Kind of. We'll figure right. it out. <laughs> yep. And I think, and I think Christopher, we do. he sounded pretty, he sounded pretty frustrated. I don't know if he'll be back. I don't know. Um, we can only we can only he hope. He was very choppy. He was very choppy there for a while, and it's weird because yes, he actually yes, he sounded was. pretty good right before the show. He sounded yeah. pretty good, but and then all of a sudden Not it bad. just all went to hell. I don't know. Well, maybe you'll just call Not it bad. on his phone. Not bad at all. Might be able to hear better that way. So I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, he's I'm out sure there. he's just annoyed uh, that somebody was messing with his stuff. I'm sure he so. was. I would be too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so let's bring in Mark as well. Mark, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. I could, we could certainly use uh, some of that snow in Edmonton, and I guess where Christopher is out here, it would be rather nice. Um, Me, it's snow nice. snow here. It's rained four We're millimeters since beginning of April. Really? It's, yeah, it's a little we're, dry. We're, we're supposed to get 15 to 20 centimeters of snow tonight. <laughs> if, if that if well, that I know happens, got quite a bit. If, if that happens, I just quit. I quit. Okay, I quit. <laughs> what the hell was that? That was a guy trying to sound really cool with his muffler. I am okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh, that wasn't Chris. It's twenty-four and a half right now. So. But I thought that's what it was too, but obviously it's not. Okay. Uh, it's twenty-four and a half in my house right now, so I'm quite happily outside. Yeah, uh, I'm also okay. outside on my deck. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could be, but it's raining. So hmm. it's like uh, I think it's like zero here right now. So you know. Geez, it's actually cold here too. It's nine degrees right now. It's not very warm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put my fire yeah. pit on soon. Yep. Yeah, okay. it's too here. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think you guys are leading. Are you guys still leading the country, Mark, or not? We are. I didn't look. We're number one. I didn't well, look today. We're number one. You're number one. Mm-hmm. All righta. All righta. 
I didn't look. I, I'm I getting outside so, while I can because I figure the stay-at-home order is coming soon. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. Okay. There's nothing else okay. they can do except for close the shopping malls. I was going to say, isn't yeah. everything already closed anyways? Pretty much, but, you know, they've got yep. groceries and stuff like that. Well, I guess that's true. Well, yeah. they're not going to close yeah. that regardless because people got to eat. They might the curbside pickup always the way it's going. Oh, well, maybe. We've started, yeah, we're you know, so we're good. We've started flying I don't, people in different cities to get medical care. Oh. To open up ICU Why are you? The two people to Thunder Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, we shouldn't talk. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you guys a COVID story. Okay. Last Thursday, my wife decided to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So she went and got and got vaccinated. And everything was tickety-boo. Um, all she complained about was a sore arm, which everybody complains about. Yep. You stick a needle in your muscle, your arm's going to be sore. So I noticed yesterday, on Monday when I came home from work, we were watching TV, and, and uh, she wasn't talking very much. And that's very, very odd for my wife. Okay, between me and the fence post, she never shuts up, okay? <laughs> and so so whenever she doesn't talk very much, it's either A, there's something wrong, or B, Will did something wrong. So I finally get up enough guts to say, hey, honey, we got a problem? And she says, nope, I've got a problem. And I'm like, what's that? Well, my tongue is three times the size it normally is. And my throat is slowly closing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's not a good thing. Nope. And so my wife has many allergies. And we've been down this road before. And and she obviously has had an allergic reaction to the COVID vaccine. Sounds like it. So it's not it's not overly serious yet. It's uncomfortable, but that's it. So she decides that on Tuesday she should go to the uh, doctor. And she goes to the doctor, and uh, the doctor takes one look at her throat, leaves the room, comes back wearing a hazmat suit, and tells my wife she's got COVID. And oh. my wife is like, no, no, I don't have COVID. I'm having a reaction to your vaccine, you know, and the doctor will not even talk about it. She wants my huh. wife out of her office right now. Oh, good Lord. So my wife leaves. My wife leaves, and she phones the number to get a COVID test, and she manages to get one yesterday afternoon at 4.30. And she comes home, and... About 3 o'clock this morning, I, I hear her phone ping, and I get up to go take a look, and it's, it's Alberta Health Services sending her her test results. And, of course, she was negative. Okay? Hmm. And that, that's my story. And she took some Benadryl before she went to bed last night, and it is uh, probably 100 times better. 
that's good. But it's just my point mm-hmm. is people are just going crazy over this whole thing, and it's yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. So it is kind of insane. So so now I'm gonna say it's I I think it's gonna be hard pressed for my wife to even get up enough guts to go get the second injection. Well, after a situation you know like I mean. that. Because they say the second dose is stronger. So mm-hmm. I wonder. I just wonder what's in there. That's all. That's all. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Anyways. There you go. So it was kind of scary, yeah. but not really. I can imagine. Yeah, well, we've been... My well, life at least she seems to be doing better, so that's a plus. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So, and and her doctor did call her today and said that she is gonna phone. She, my wife took the Pfizer shot, and she yeah. is gonna phone the fire Pfizer rep. And until she gets answers, she's not gonna let my wife take the second shot. So, fair enough. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yep. We'll see what happens. Anyways. So, uh, and nothing's going down. And so Manitoba, ha- why is Manitoba rising, Mark? Do you know? Uh, people slacked off from all the stuff they were supposed to do. Lots of rallies. And what is just south of Winnipeg, Will? What belt? The Bible belt? What belt? Bible, the Bible belt. belt. You know, Carmen Winkler. Are you, ta- are you talking Steinbeck? That area, yeah. Oh, there's Chris. Our capital of the world. Okay, I, that must there's be Christopher because I didn't do yeah. that. Um, yep. Steinbach isn't as bad, but Carmen Winkler area. Yeah. Yep. They're just going, screw you. We are not getting this vaccine, and we're going to hold rallies about it in Winnipeg. And the problem is with that is those people don't drink. Those people don't drink enough either, do they, Mark? Oh yes, they do. <laughs> Oh, do they? Okay. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Uh, no, it, it's a clusterfuck here. Yep. So, CJ, are you back with us now? I don't know. Am I? Yeah, well, Ooh, sort of. No. You're kind of quiet. Well, is this better? That's much better. Okay, well, I'm... It was better. Oh, okay. It was better. What do you mean by it was better? Am I working okay. or not? Yeah, now you're working. I'll just fuck off and go away. <laughs> I don't know what you said, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm so close to it right now. Okay. What? So I'm not working very well? Not that really. better when you you're, just said that. Well, no, I heard that more clear. You, you're cutting in and out. You're, you're, some parts are quiet and some parts are louder. How is that possible now that I'm on a phone? That's better. Okay, that's not a little better. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that sounds much better. Yeah. Okay, am I here now? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, well, 
Sorry. I'm a little frustrated. Can you tell? Yes, no. I can. No. <laughs> yes, we can. You can tell? Good. Yes. So what are we going to do? Well, well we haven't gotten too far yet, so... Yeah. I know. I've been listening to it. I can't get my mic. I come in here today. My mic, my podcasting mic, is just as simple as laying on the fucking floor. Okay. And all, it, all the wires are all, all spewed all over the place. I have no idea what happened to this thing. Okay. I come out here and I try to put it back together, trying to get it going, hustling, trying to get the show going. I got the show going, but I didn't get me going. Hmm. I'm very frustrated right now. So I'm gonna have to. Yep. It's it's okay there. Ah. Okay, my phone doesn't stop. That would also be a plus. What? That it would die? No, that it doesn't die. That it doesn't die. Okay. Ah, Deep sigh. Okay, so what do we want to do? We want to talk some football, or we finish talking about shit about things on COVID and everything else. Well, I saying, yes. we was your wife COVID. What was that? Did you say your wife has COVID? No, my wife had an allergic reaction to the vaccine, and the doctor said it was COVID. And mm-hmm. so she went and got tested, and she tested negative for COVID. Yeah. That's actually, it's funny, too. Be, well, not funny, but that's one of the things that my wife is really, um, uh, you know, apprehensive about with that because uh, she's had issues with allergic, uh, with vaccines before. So a situation like that is kind of, uh, uh, she's kind of having a bit of a issue with that, too. Why would you allow yeah. her to have a vaccine that has yet been proven to work and has mm-hmm. not officially been approved as a vaccine? Mm-hmm. Um, no, number one, Christopher, my wife is her own person, and she makes her own decisions, okay? I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to Charles right now. Oh, okay. Well, same, okay. same thing applies. Because I know Pat, Patty's going to do what the fuck she wants. <laughs> I don't mind about yes. that. Uh-huh. Anne Marie, I, I don't know about. Uh-huh. Same thing. Anyhow, same thing. Okay, let's um, let's talk some football right now, okay? Because I'm stressing. I don't want. That's to a good plan. I'm just gonna go to bed. Let's go to bed. Bye, Chris. No, no, Christopher, your blood pressure is too high right now to go to bed. Okay. <laughs> I could watch porn. Maybe you should go outside and shoot something. I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. That would be bad. <laughs> no, me and guns right now is not a good idea. I might go look for okay. the person that did this to my computer. Yeah, but it was probably one of your grandkids, and you can't get mad at I know. your grandkids. I okay? know. It's probably that high, so oh, this is a bad idea. Okay, so uh, right. week 18, we, we got two weeks of football to talk about here because we didn't have a show last week. So week 18, that's the Toronto Argonauts into Saskatchewan. So Toronto was a minus 10 in the handicap. I'd like Saskatchewan to be in 
photos not. So um, what happened, minus Canada, Toronto, and the dice pool, and Toronto ended up the first team, and Saskatchewan uh, beat them by two points, 15 to 15. Now, Calgary and Toronto had not been point hand, that they would have beat them yeah, by the Riders. But I think uh, Charles, you picked Saskatchewan, you got two points without everybody else to Toronto with uh, two eggs. Hamilton was the next, they went into Edmonton, and uh, Hamilton was a minus five, Edmonton was a wash? Was that a wash? I don't know. Where's their handicap? Yeah, yeah. So it, it was a wash. Um, so they were tied or something. Uh, Hamilton rolls a 39, Edmonton a 63. Yeah, Hamilton wins that one. And uh, the only one that picked uh, the Eskimos on that day was uh, CJ with two points there. Everybody else got the goose eggs. And then the last game was Ottawa into Montreal, Ottawa being a minus 10. Rolled uh, Montreal, 42. So, Montreal, Charles, Will, Mark got two points. CJ took Ottawa, got zero on that one. So Charles ended up with four points for the week. Will, Mark, and CJ each got a pair. So, panelist standings were, at that point in time, 75 for William, 61 for Mark, 69 for CJ, and Charles, sorry, 59 for CJ, and 59 for Charles. I'm not going to go over the standings of the division. It's really not irrelevant because we're going to do one week old right now. Um, and so, week 19, another week ago, three games, we had the Edmonton Eskimos into Calgary. Edmonton was a minus 10 in, in Calgary, and Charles uh, scored 13 points, Calgary 31. So, the handcuff did get different. Uh, Charles is the submission of the Calgary Marcus Saskatchewan into Ottawa. Both teams are minus five handicaps. Saskatchewan moves to week 46. The Red Locks, Charles the next game was Winnipeg as a minus five into BC. He was a minus five. BC scores a big whopping 40 points, only outdone by the Blue Bombers at 58. So, Charles, you take BC, you took Winnipeg, and Winnipeg again, you just took BC. So, where Will, you came up with four, just four points over. Charles, you came up with two. So, the panelist standings are at for William, 65 for Mark, 61 and 61 for Charles and respectively. The West Division stands at Madden, but in six and tops, Hutch, Calgary, and Edmonton at eight, Edmonton at six and nine, and five, and five, Ottawa 
Mark? Montreal. And I'll take Montreal. So, standing in the same, because we all took the same things, I forced me. There's no way in hell that I can take Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. So, it's off, guys. Okay, anyhow, straight to the hell off. I'm supposed to just think that, right? I got glasses here somewhere. Oh my god, that's so terrible. All the glasses. Um, we just did week interview, week predictions, week 19 predictions, week 20 predictions, whatever. I am Smithoo, caretaker Bob. I hate being Bob. You know, it's like, I know Bob's such a lame ass name. Uh, has been his team. This is team. Yeah, I was tired of that. Uh, Bill played football this year. Okay. Anything interesting in this article? I obviously haven't read. Okay, so we'll go What? Hmm. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah you guys are all there. Okay. Yep. We're all okay. here. So, what's the point? Ask question. It's, no it's Bob Because we did not need to reassure Hamilton. Is really what it is. He's trying to reassure CFL fans that there will be football. It seems like. That's what it seems like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless he knows something we don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, there's a couple of things coming up in the itinerary that kind of lead in with this, too. But I think it'll be September, but I think there'll be football. I think, yeah, I was just going to say, a lot of, like, the two, first, like, two or three items on the agenda are kind of all interconnected because they kind of all deal with the same topic kind of just from a different angle i'm with mark i think uh i i had said a long time ago that i thought labor day would be a starting point and i kind of think that still may be the case uh with the thing in ontario and so on uh i still think it's viable even if they push it back from their august start date and i think that a lot of these guys especially guys like bob young and so are determined to play this year one way or another um, that's kind of their MO that they're dealing with right now. But, uh, you know, I like his confidence, I got to say. <laughs> and I well, noticed today that he um, was on Twitter today because there was this other report. It wasn't included in the agenda because I kind of had all one there from Arash Madani on Three Down Nation saying that uh, the confidence uh, the in the CFL is starting to – to get lower that they're uh, that they're going to play and uh, that was tweeted out by Three Down Nation today and Bob Young basically called it out saying it was ridiculous and the owner of the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks also chimed in and said he's he's expecting his team to play this year too. Where are they going to play? That's, uh, that's the next question. Every province, every province in the West has said that they've agreed to the return-to-play protocol. BC has not. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Yes, they BC do. BC has not confirmed that. BC has, has not confirmed, confirmed that. that. They're talking to them now, so they will agree with it. They are talking to them, but you, they have not come yeah, out as the, the official. Excuse me? You can't just say all oh, the teams have confirmed this or all the officers have confirmed this. BC is in negotiations with it. I mean, that's just that's ridiculous. That is a, that's a, that's a free world. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah, you, true thinking on Mark's part. It's not going to happen. I, I, I would get money that is not going to happen. Montreal we're, we're not going to have a season Montreal well, has already is, said that they're going to have fans at the, Montre- at the hockey game indoors. For game six. Yeah. And Winnipeg's sitting for a lockdown. Yeah. And you're going to have Hallister football. Will still bring, Hallister will still bring in the football. There just won't be any fans. He'll still bring the football here. He has to make money. We have a conservative government. It's all about money. The CFL cannot play with offense. They've said that they will if they have to. They've all finance I have no idea. They'll finance it themselves, right. I guess. They have mm-hmm. said they will play without fans. <laughs> if it's on TV, they get the advertising money from TSN. Yeah, advertising. I have no guys' position here. It makes no sense. None. Well, the thing thing is, um, there are a lot of improvements with COVID going on right now. Not everywhere right now. BC has improved considerably. Ontario is starting to improve. It's not there yet. I know it's not, but we're still talking three months down the road. Uh, Quebec seems to be okay. and uh, Alberta still a problem, but they're needing to turn it around. Manitoba is still a problem. There. We don't know what it's going to be like in three months. The likelihood that it will be better and not worse is, I think, more likely to be better than not worse. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, I mean, right now, to sit here and say that it's not going to happen, that just, I mean, that doesn't make any sense because we don't know. But I'm not going to say that we are definitely going to have a season no matter what. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's an opinion. I mean, so is yours is opinion, but I mean, you can of have that Of course it's an opinion, but... but you know, for for you to say oh, we're absolutely going to have a season this year, no matter what, is it, is preposterous. Well, yes and no. I said okay. all along that I think they have to play. They have to play for you what see, reason? It doesn't mean that they're even going to be allowed to play. There are laws in place right now about public gatherings. Right. Right now. We're talking August. We don't know what the laws are going to be like in August. And okay. realistically, what's we, happened in, they don't need to with history. What's happened in the last 18 months? Where in the last they don't 18 need to play in months? BC. Hamilton plays. Talking to... in, they don't need to play right. in BC. You can leave BC out of it, Christopher. Hamilton plays well, in B- Montreal. Toronto. Well, there's reason for optimism in BC, too. But go on. Sorry, yeah. I don't want to interrupt you. If he's saying it's not going to happen because BC's saying no, they don't need to. BC hasn't said no. I'm saying that this, this 
pandemic is out of control across this country. It's not getting better. And it doesn't it is getting better. And yeah. the history of the last 18 months has said that we're not getting better in three months. So Saskatoon well, already announced a reopening plan. Some places are opening up. Quebec is opening yeah, up. Yeah, it, it's not out of control everywhere anymore. It's not out of control in BC and, anymore. And every time we open it up, what happens? How many it times have we done up, this but, in the last 18 months? Right. But what also what's has happened, happened that has changed the game is, is the vaccinations have changed the game. In what capacity, Charles? Does it prevent you from getting COVID? What? Does the vaccine prevent you from getting COVID? Well, the vaccine is... What's your belief in this? Because the answer is no. The answer is no what? It will not stop you from getting COVID. It will stop you from getting... Well, no, it won't stop you from getting COVID. It will stop you from getting very sick, and it will stop you from dying. Those are two main things. It will turn it more into a seasonal cold. What? Those are two important things. Of course it is. But the okay. thing is, is there's herd immunity. I mean, COVID could be here for five years. We're not going to say there will be no CFL for five years, are we? Because there would be no CFL. There would be no nothing if that shut down for five there'd years. nothing. Yes. But the vaccine does lessen your chance of getting it as well. There are studies showing that. Um, okay. And the, hmm? Look at the state. Okay. Yeah, and there's also studies that have proven that, like Prince Rupert at one time was out of control. They were getting over 100 cases a day. They did a max vaccination campaign, and I think they had two cases last week. And American hockey teams have fans in the stands again. Yeah. And many, many baseball stadiums now are going into full capacity. And it's all... It's all tied to the vaccinations. So you may be right. I'm not saying you're wrong, Christopher. There may still be a chance that there's no CFL season. I'm not going to rule that out at all. I just feel, A, I think the CFL has to play, and I still think by August or at the latest sometime in September, they'll be in a position in most places, maybe not every place, where they'll be able to um, – get at least some fans in the building. Even the province of BC have been saying that they expect that the Lions will be able to have fans by late summer, early fall. So at that point, you got to think that they're going to at least have the, that gives them optimism to at least keep planning for a season, especially if you've got all of the players. A lot of these players are in the U.S. They're getting vaccinated. I saw Vernon Adams last week got vaccinated. So I just feel that uh, I'm even – taking the situation now where it is in middle of May or almost getting to the end of May, uh, but in three months when we're August, uh, September, it could be a completely different story. But that's my opinion. Will, how about you? Well... I've been wanting to say something for the last ten minutes, but you guys are doing—you guys were doing a fine I'm, job arguing. I'm—I'm I'm sorry, Will, but not to ramble. <laughs> I do that from time That's to time. Okay. 
Are you still there, Christopher, or not? Yes. Oh, okay. You see, the thing the thing about things opening up is every government, and, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure every province is saying the same thing. If you have enough people who get vaccinated, we're going to open everything up. And they can't say that, and people run in mass hordes to get vaccinated, and then they don't open up. So I, I believe there is going to be a season because I think there's a lot of people that are running to get vaccinated, and they're going to open things up, whether it's a false sense of security or not. So... False sense of security? Yeah. So I I still think they're going to open. I really do. Because that's what they're baiting everybody with. If you go and get vaccinated, everything is going to open up. And how are they going to not do that in the end? If they were to do that, then no one would trust the government. Yes, but if they did that, no one would ever trust the government in this country again. Who the fuck does trust the government? Well, good point. That's a fair point. Nobody trusts them now. That's a good point. Well, but obviously, no, no, obviously people do. Because they're all running to get vaccinated. Yeah. And I mean, hey, that's their that's their choice, but that's why I believe people think it's going to open up. So, and and even though even Santa Claus too. Yeah, I know. But even though, you know, places like Ontario say they're not going to open until September, you realize they can change that tomorrow, right? That's also true. They can say, oh, oh, the numbers are down. We're going to open tomorrow or we're going to open next week. We're going to open in three days. So, well, Scott Lowe said Saskatchewan was going to have fans in the stands at some point this season. Right. And to Will's point, too, I've seen that a lot of places in the U.S. have also, that previously said they weren't going to open up right away, have also changed it, too. Like, I know Las Vegas said they weren't going to open up till the middle of the July. Now they're opening up until June the 1st. So when as things That's go, correct. and they, I mean, they're not going to say it up front because if they say, oh, okay, well, we're going to open up this point, then if they're wanting people to get vaccinated, that takes um, – that takes, um, what's the word, incentive away from them. But if they all of a sudden they, all, they go in mass numbers, they get vaccinated, the numbers super improved, they say, you know what, things have changed, we're, we're going to change too. So it can happen. So we don't know. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it can happen. All I know is watching American hockey right now, is just awesome because of the live crowd. I just watched the Jet game, and it takes at least 50% of the enjoyment away with piped-in crowd. 
So. Oh, and the Jets beat the Oilers for a change, so that's kind of nice. Enjoy it. It probably won't happen many more times. Probably not. That's why I'm enjoying it. No, a lot of the Western provinces are going for it. Saskatchewan's got their reopening plan starting in another week or two if the numbers stay down. Um, Winnipeg apparently is working on a plan. We're shipping people away, but, yeah, you know, they're working on a plan. Alberta, the numbers are, I think, going down too. So everybody's going down. Mm Mm-hmm. And even Ontario, they're under a thousand cases, or at least Toronto was. Sorry, Toronto was mm-hmm. under a thousand, yeah. which is the first time in like three months yeah. or something. Yeah. And of course, that could all change. Things could go around, and the numbers could go oh, back yeah. up. I'm not saying it can't. Uh, we'll obviously, yeah. we all hope that's not the case, but I mean, that's certainly a possibility too. No, and, and here you go, and, and once again, it's Will of the Tinfoil Hat. Numbers will go up again. You know when numbers are going to go up again? They'll go up in, in, the, in the fall. fall. Yes, in the Blue fall, season? because everybody will be going back to school, and they'll want everybody to take the booster shots and blah, 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 and that's what's going to happen. Guaranteed. What happens is once you get into September and you get into the fall and you get all the kids to go back to school and you get all the cold and pops and everything else and everything gets contaminated back and forth for everything else and we get into our fourth wave of COVID. Okay, and then oh my God, we're back into shutting down and it's like hopefully we can have family around by Christmas. We've already done this. We've already traveled this this path. For instance, it turned out and said it's not a possibility or a probability. It just has got their head in the clouds. And, and, and working on a, a, a listen of prayer and unicorn farts. I don't know why we're talking about COVID. This is a football show. Well, yeah, but. It's got a lot to well, do with it's in relation right to now. the season. But, yeah, that's, that's not, it, it, not it a whole lot anymore. We're discussing whether it's going to be a football season this year. And it, yeah. it's, and the main culprit here is this COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21, COVID-29 um, viruses that are now plaguing us. Okay, let's just move on from guaranteeing that his team is going to win or play football. The city of Toronto has canceled all outdoor events until September 6th, meaning the CEO wants to start in August. The Ontario teams will have to start on the road. And let me make this, before we get into this argument, say, see, until September 6th, that is when they will reevaluate opening things up again not whether or not they will be opening things up in September. Okay? They're closed till at least September. We don't even have fucking restaurants open in B.C. right now. 
and I can't even go to the pub. You want to piss Chris off? Shut down the pubs, okay? What you don't bring? Feel the decision. We don't have a restaurant here. Probably the only place with food. Okay, so Toronto gets canceled on four events. Music Central concerts, uh, badminton games, anything, everything. Till September. Inside. I don't think there's much to discuss about this. It all kind of, like I said, the first few fragments all kind of go together. Yeah. Yeah. See if... Yeah, we're a little light on this one. Yeah. If you want you, I mean, we can go ahead to, to uh, segment five, because the first three are all kind of COVID reopening season related. Yeah. PFL is counting on starting in the West. Well, good for them. And you know what? I don't want to watch football as much as you do, Charles, Bill, Mark. Okay, I really do. I want to watch football. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of all this shit. I want it to go away. Okay? But, like I said, I wish you a prayer is not going to make it happen. I'm not being pessimistic because I hate this sport. Trying to be realistic. Oh, Levi Mitchell has endorsed the idea of a merger with the CFL. And what, who did I see something just moments ago where they said there's absolutely no way that they're going to agree to this? Something, something was. Where did where, you see that? I didn't see that, but. But I think uh, there's probably uh, a segment in the Players Association where they're very much, um, you know, divided. Surprise, surprise. Well, and big and, surprise and that I a guy from know, Texas would want the XFL. Yeah, but I don't know if you guys listened to Bo Levi Mitchell. He was on the Bob McCowan, is it McCowan show this week? Bob McCowan, yeah. Right. He was on the Bob McCowan show this week, and they were talking about the XFL-CFL merger. And Bo cannot believe that everybody in Canada is losing their mind over this, about how it's going to kill the CFL. And he he point blank said, the CFL is in trouble, and this is part of the way it can be saved. And everything me and you have talked about just for XFL-CFL merger Bo agrees with us 100%. He's right. He's 100% right. I was shocked by he's that. Because right I thought he was being... He's agreeing with us, and we're 100% right. Right. He was agreeing with us. I mean, on all the things we've talked about, and all the people losing their mind over this merger or whatever it's going to be, not wanting it, because the CFL should just stay the way it is. And he says the CFL will not be around for 10 years if it stays the way it is. So he had nothing but but positive things to say about that. So it was quite interesting. 
people who are losing mind over this haven't looked at the the, the one thing I've noticed about CFL fans, and it doesn't matter if it works about PBA the ghost. What is that? Sorry, I had a um, pop-up on my screen here. I closed it. So we're talking about the CBA uh, negotiations, whether we're talking about anything. People are always scared. They let their emotions stand for them. And they don't actually look at the facts and don't look at things logically. And they just... They just blow off on some very kill emotion and, and 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 go, oh, the players deserve way more money. Well, where's this money coming from? They don't deserve anything more because we can, there's enough players out there that, that, that want in this league that will play for less money. So why should we pay them yes. more money? You only pay your employees as much as what the market will allow. Right. Okay? You don't pay them more just because they deserve it. You pay them more if you think they're going to go to another company. Okay? Nobody in this league can go to another league and make more money. If they could, they wouldn't be here in the first place. Very few, very few people get to go to the NFL from the CFL. So, and I'm not talking about... Um, free agency where players can go to Calgary and get paid more. No, never mind. That's a bad example. They don't take free agency. Uh, you know, go to Toronto and get paid more. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about overall league players do not deserve more money. There's enough players out there who are made who work for less. They as good? Marginally. You know, what's the difference between a 4.5 and a 0.45 in the in a 100 yards? Right? So, when you're talking about the XFL, the first thing that people have done is go, oh, I'm not, not going to watch it. That, that, that's going to kill the CFL. I'm out of here. This, so, I'm going to hand in because uh, you, you're being ridiculous. You haven't even you haven't even said what they're going to do. Are they going to play some exhibition games? Well, how would it affect the CFL? Are they going to are the championship games going to play the champions of each league going to play each other? How does that affect the CFL? It doesn't. Anyway, they perform. Now, are the leagues going to completely merge and revamp the rules and everything else? It's possible, but so far away from that, it's ridiculous. Why would you even consider this a problem? Until that happens, yeah. So I, I'm really frustrated with the, the the mindless rambling of so many people about what's going to happen to the CFL, and 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 that they're no longer going to watch the CFL if this happens. We don't know what's going to happen. So shut up. Charles, what do you say? Yeah. 
Well, like I said, not surprising a guy from uh, uh, Texas would be interested in connecting up with the XFL. But in all seriousness, I, I, I agree with you. I just ever since this came out uh, back months ago, so many people have been on it saying, "Oh, I'm, uh, I'll never watch again. Leave the CFL alone." Blah 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 blah. There's an old saying that I used to hear when I was growing up that hitting your hand with a hammer only stops hurting, only feels good when you stop. And with all due respect, the CFL have been hitting themselves in the hand with a hammer for many uh, time now, for quite a long time now. You've got to refresh this league. Because if you just keep going the way we've been going over and over again, this league, he's right, this league is going to fold. Uh, the attendance has gone down. The revenue has gone down. Teams are losing money. They've got to freshen up and turn around. And ch- there's so many people that are resistant to change. Change does not necessarily have to be a bad thing. So really, I just I kind of agree with Bo Levi Mitchell, but like I said, there are other um, players, some of them Canadian, who are angry and saying, oh, we should never do this, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do this. Well, are they saying it because they care about the league or are they saying it because they don't think they can cut it with the competition? I'm thinking the latter is probably true. So um, for these people to just sit there saying, oh, well, uh, this is going to kill the league, I mean, first of all, even at this point, no one has said the word merger from either the XFL or the CFL. This is still something we need more information on, and this is something that we can't just jump to conclusions. And even if it does, and the CFL changes, things change over time, people. Nothing stays the same forever. No sports league stays the same forever. It's time to really just kind of uh, wake up and just realize that this is, how it is right now. And you got to basically go with it. Because whether or not these people are happy about it, whatever this is, is going with the XFL is going to happen with their blessing or not. So it's time to basically just go with it, I think, and stop with all the whining. Because it just gets annoying and it makes you sound childish. We've been doing this podcast for close to five years. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, about that, yep. During that time, I think we've all been in the consensus that the CFL is broke. Yep. And that something needs to change. Now, I 100% agree with Bolivar Mitchell that if the CFL remains the same, that they won't be here in 10 years. I don't think there's a out there that would argue with that statement. They do their... Um, that doesn't mean that we merge with another league to, to stay solved. Okay? Now, there's so many people out there that are resistant to change because of the fear. And fear is an acronym for false expectations appearing real. Okay. So the CFL needs to change. 
There's no other mind mind about that. Um, do we have to merge with another league? Do we have to change all of our rules to accommodate much larger market in America? No, I don't think we do. I don't think we have to merge with the XFL. I don't think we have to talk to the XFL. But, but we have to change as a league, and the league has been resistant to change. So if this has, if in any way, done any any good at all, it's brought various forward that the CFL is now in a state of evolution. Do they have to go as far as what some people fear? No. But they have to change something. Hockey, if it goes to the talks, one thing that I've noticed in talks and, and, and communications with is 50% of the time they go anywhere. Nothing ever happens because the two sides can't agree. Now, you have a very long tradition in CFL of being what they are. And you've got some owners in here right now who are very rigid on their their pages. If David Braylon was alive, it would, it would, this would be just kiboshed. Um, but I don't believe that you know Bob Young is is jumping up and down about this either. Although he's he's very positive about where the direction of the talks are going. I just, I just think that it's so premature. It's like talking about putting a football team in Halifax. We're just so premature. We cannot be discussing things that matter until And right now, most of the ducks also with feathers. Charles, your analogy with the hammer. Uh, it comes down to the same thing as what I've always heard, is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results is the definition of right. insanity. Repeatedly doing the same thing and expecting different results is the definition of insanity. And mm-hmm. that's what the CFL's been doing. They've been doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting things to change. to change at the grassroots level. You either have to have somebody own the league and do something. Something has to I mean, different scenarios, turning those all teams into community teams or all teams being owned by the league or, um, you know, there are different reasons, different ways of doing things. All of those things could make sense under the right circumstances. Well, right now we have uh, three teams owned by billionaires, um, two teams owned by three teams owned by corporations, uh, and three teams owned by um, community-owned teams. How does that make sense? Hmm. Okay. I'm, 
David Bradley's his estate, Bob Young, and a few guys in Montreal. Total Morris is larger than most of the provinces that have community-owned teams. So, I don't know. Something has to change. My thinking with everybody losing their minds about the CFL is going to change, I'm never watching it again, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what you're saying is you want to watch rugby? Because that's what the CFL was. It changed. If they don't change, if people don't see that if they don't change, the CFL is dead, it's like, I don't understand how you can't see it. Mm-hmm. They've been a mess for decades. It's not years, it's decades. You know, you go back to the, what, 80s and 90s, they were a mess. So, it's to change on a button. And I don't understand the if it changes I'm never gonna watch it again. I don't I don't get why. It's still the same I players. absolutely hate that attitude. It, it's still the same players. Still the same teams. And the rules well, hopefully it's not the same players. Well it's a degree. Well, some you of them don't want Brian Burnham. Some of them won't. You don't want Brian Burnham in the CFL, the new CFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you do. Go ahead. You know, there's a lot of players you want still in the CFL. Uh, it's ridiculous to think I'm never watching this again. Now, mind you, the majority of the people saying that are not young fans. The young fans are going, this might actually be cool. It's not a bad idea. Look at all the Americans that are on the Let's Talk CFL page now. Admitting that they've watched it for a while, they like it, and they think it would be neat to put with the XSL, whether it's marketing or whatever. I just don't get it, and I never will. Change is bad. We haven't changed in 30 years. Uh, That's why we're where we got. The last big change in the CFL was John Candy. Now, they almost bankrupted the league, but that was the last big change. Well, and the uh, the American expansion too was pretty yeah pretty significant change yeah. at least for a couple of years <laughs> yeah for a year when was the U.S. expansion was in in the mid nineties right forty five. 
Mm-hmm. John Candy was what, 91? John Candy was the early 90s. And actually, early U.S. 90s, expansion so. started, yeah. U.S. expansion started in 93 when the Shreveport, uh, or not Shreveport, Sacramento gold miners. Right. So Candy was before that or right around the same time? That was right before that. I think the CFL has shown that they have to change since they haven't in the last 30-some years. Um, and they're where, they are where they're at, which is begging governments for money. I mean, Go ahead, they, Will. Now I'm listening to you guys. I mean, I said what I need to say. Like I said, we started talking about Boy Levi Mitchell and everything involved with making the league better. And you know what? I mean, if you if you don't even merge with the XFL, say you come together for the playoffs or something like that, people in the States are still going to watch the teams in Canada because they're wanting to know what teams they're going against in the playoffs. So it's you know what? And without expanding this too far, it's got a, it's a win-win situation all the way around right now, and that's the biggest okay. change we need. And that's I agree. I just came up with a new scenario, a, a, a cool vision. What if we leagues completely separate, completely autonomous? Yep. And we take two XFL teams and they bring them to Vancouver to play XFL football in Vancouver. And we take two CFL teams to an XFL city in America, and they play CFL rules down there. And we cross-promote the two leagues. Absolutely. We're not not doing anything to the CFL other than widening its audience. We have an exhibition game down in this. We have an exhibition game in Moncton. Why the hell can't we have one down in Seattle or or San Francisco or Houston? Why why are they not thinking something like that? Let's get out of the goddamn box. Even if we can do anything with the states and do an exhibition. NFL did it in London. But the whole the whole well, key there, Christopher, the whole key there is what you said is promotion. It's something the CFL doesn't do. And just a little bit of promotion would probably go a hell of a long way. Think about this for a second, okay? Just think about this for a second. Let's say two of the best teams. And I'm not necessarily talking about East-West because I don't think the two best teams are East-West. But let's just say two really good quality teams, okay? Not like Montreal and Toronto that went to Moncton and only paid attention. Uh, we're talking about two good quality teams here. And go put them in St. Louis. Well, the game is St. Louis. They lost their NFL team. Do you think that people would come out and support this team, that game? I'd have an exclusive game. I'd have a, a, a full 
sit here silent for the oh, next Jesus. I've been 40, on I've been on mute for the last five minutes. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I've been talking, talking to nobody. Literally talking to nobody. 
What your phone sucks. <laughs> Sorry. Trying to upgrade from that Nokia phone. What? You guys are killing me. Uh, interesting <laughs> changes. Interesting changes for the Toronto Argonauts coaching staff. Come on, let's do yep. it. Joshua Bell. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy I was thinking of. That uh, you and Sparky the other day were talking. You were really upset. We're not was no longer with yes. the stamps. Yes, we are extremely upset. He was a good coach. Yeah. Really good coach. Um, um, Jerry is Jackson is the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. That's a mistake. Well, good luck you, with that. You, you, you guys in BC can attest to that. Oh God, please! Thank you for taking him because that means he can't be here anymore. Oh, good Lord! Did they not watch the Lions' oh. offense the last time he was in charge of it? Yeah. Oh man. So why why is Josh is Josh Bell? Why is he no longer with the Stamps? Is he just is he good friends with Dinwiddie or? Um, well, you know what? I read I read an article I read an article today about and and I mean um, Sparky mentioned on our discussion that it was because he doesn't live in Calgary and that's why they got rid of him, which I I find that hard to believe. Okay, I think they were just trying to save money last year, and he was one of the cuts, and. I don't think they wanted to bring him back because he's going to cost money. Everybody is, everybody seems to be cost savings with the exception of Toronto. All right. Cause Toronto's hired everybody and they've signed all the players. So I don't know, but uh, Josh Bell was, uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I think he would have, would have been a great coach of the CFL and he might still be a great coach of the CFL. And I don't. Maybe they just didn't have room for him in Calgary. I don't know. But I'm really disappointed that they didn't keep him. So he was a good personality for the for this stance to have. So, and you know, I'm all. I'm also all about when a guy plays for you for a long time, you should keep him in your organization. And for some reason, they didn't. So. 
you know, what can you say? But but looking at looking at Toronto's coaching staff, they also have um, Steve McAdoo, but he's the offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. Marcus Hell is the receivers coach, and Fred Reed is that Mark? Is that Fred Reed, formerly of the Bombers, the running back as the running right? back coach? I'm, sure. I'm trying to yeah. figure it out. It must be. I'd be surprised if it him? wasn't. Huh. That's yes, it is. I just went down the article finally. Yes, it is. Hmm. Yeah. Jeez, he's actually the sixth yeah. all-time leading record winner pick. Wow. Really? Yeah, well. He's, he's a former for a while. Speaking of speaking of uh, Winnipeg players, Mark, um, I listened to that podcast. What's it called? You know the podcast in Winnipeg. Yeah. The, yeah. What's it called? I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. Hang on. Uh, okay, but they had they had Drew Wallatarski or they had Wallatarski on there this week. <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. That must be pretty bad. Um, I, I think he smokes a lot of drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. Because he's also a folk he was a bit of he was he's a bit a of what? a flake. Okay, he was a bit of a flake. Let me tell you. Don't forget. Yeah, well, I don't know these guys. Don't forget. No, I don't know these guys. Yeah, I don't know these guys because this guy <laughs> is way out there. He's a hippie. So, a folk singer. Yeah. He's just put out a CD. A CD? Yeah, I that. It, what does he sing? Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, yep. then. Yes, he does. Hmm, good grief. Hey, for $300, they come and play at your uh, party if you can actually have one outside. Hmm. How good a band if they, are they if they only charge 300 bucks? <laughs> well, it, it's Not just a way good. to get local bands and um, some money of some sort because all the bars have been closed for a year and a half. It's just... It's probably just him and a monkey with an accordion. Actually, he's pretty good. Oh, okay. For 300 bucks, who knew? (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see if they do play what this coaching staff, how this coaching staff will will go. This kind of reminds me of the coaching staff that Devon Claybrooks put together in B.C., Yeah, that's what a I was thinking as well. Players, yeah, a lot of older players, guys that, uh, you know, familiar with uh, the head guy, friends with the head guy. So, uh, yeah, as we saw in BC, Claybrook's uh, coaching staff didn't make it out all that well. So I'll be interested to see. Well, first of all, I'm still a major, major question mark on Ryan Dinwiddie as a head coach. Like, I'm not remotely sold on that. 
So we'll have to see how that goes because that's that that's question mark number one. And then all the guys, although you say that the Josh Bell is a is a, a good coach, so at least you know you got one good coach there. Uh, but over and above that, it's interesting to see where they go from there. Yeah, because as we know from as we know from the BC experience, okay, understand something. Devon Claybrooks is a great coach in Calgary. Okay, which doesn't always mean you're going to be a great head coach in BC. Yeah, he's an so, example of a guy that was a better coordinator than a head coach. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you never know. Dinwiddie could be the same or he could be different. It just True. depends. It just depends. But I think what a lot of these guys that have signed in Toronto and the coaching staff in Toronto, I think one of the things they mentioned in Josh Bell's article is that Pinball is the guy who always closes the deal. And right. I mean, that guy that guy can could talk about a rock and make it exciting, okay? I mean, he's he's that kind of a personality. So I think a it's lot true. of these guys and he's got he's got a vision, so we'll see what happens. You never know what's gonna happen in Toronto. You never know. But I mean these things take time to gel and form. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yep. Anyways, hey Christopher, are you playing or did you go away? I'm here. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Okay, it's not like you to be. It's not like you to be quiet. So. Be talking. Yeah. Okay. All right, so anybody else got anything to say on this coaching staff for the Argos? I'm glad we've got a coaching staff on a season that we don't know is going to happen. Well, you they have to be kind prepared. Of like the well, you said it's kind of like the BC situation, except these guys have, a lot of these guys have been there already for quite a while, or at least a couple of years. Gwen Young was still was there before. Kevin uh, Ivan, I think, was there before. Um, Mark Powell, I don't think, is, was there before, but he's been a receivers coach for a good 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. These guys have stayed with Toronto, too, so it won't be as much as BC was, I don't think. Because BC brought in a whole bunch of guys, didn't they? A whole bunch of guys that were first-year coaches. And I mean, yeah. you got guys yeah. like Stephen Ma- Stephen McAdoo has coached at least five, six, seven years in the CFL already. So, yeah. But once again, once again, can Ryan Dinwiddie pull them all together? That's the question. Well, I was kind of wondering if McAdoo would be the offensive line coach, and maybe that's why. Keep him close. Why? He does have he has experience with coaching to help him. Yeah, he does. I mean, yeah. he was the uh, he was the assistant head coach in Saskatchewan for the last two years. So, and now he's an offensive line coach. That's a bit of a demotion, isn't it? 
Yeah, but maybe maybe he wanted the break away from the fishbowl of Saskatchewan. Yeah, I don't know. It's motion inside the same organization. What was that? Yeah. It's only a demotion if it's within the same organization. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's true. Possibly. No, I agree with that. Did that make sense? Okay. Yep. You repeat that? Yep. It does. All right. Anything more on this? Does it make sense to you or the fact that I'm talking and you can't hear me? I heard all of that. That was good. All right. So shall we move on to the next topic? I'm sure we'll be excited sure. excited to hear. It's about the Edmonton Eskimos name oh, change. <laughs> so apparently they're saying that they are 85% ready with their new name. Whatever that really Who means. Cares? So... What do we really yeah. think this new name is going to end up? Is it going to be Elk? Basically, I've heard it's down to Elk or the Edmonton Elk or the Edmonton Energy. I personally think Energy is better. I, I have never liked the Edmonton Elk. But what do you guys think? What do you think it's going to end up being? Elk is a lame I'm, name. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking what? it's going to be the Edmonton. I think it's going to be the Edmonton Rondas. Okay. <laughs> After her hat, okay. Yeah, they can they can wear those instead of helmets. There you go. <laughs> the only reason I kind of want them to go with the elk is because of the design mm-hmm. they could do on helmet versus energy. So it's a lightning bolt. Are they going to put a football in it so it was like the old Winnipeg logo? At least the elk, it would be something different. <laughs> Because they are staying yeah. with green and cool, as it is. Yeah. Well, Why didn't they just call themselves Edmonton Reindeer? <laughs> At least people like reindeer. <laughs> reindeer, yeah. Do you know they can have reindeer and a milk kiss? I think I've heard this before, but I'm not sure I'll bite. What is it? They're nothing. It's the same animal. Is it really? Yeah. Reindeer, reindeer basically is basically a, a European name for the, the animal. Elk is the North American name for the animal. And the major difference is that reindeer are actually herded like cattle. They're um, free-range animals. People actually have reindeer farms. That's the main difference between the two of them. We like reindeer, right? Santa and everything. The only thing that's funny that we ever get that close and personal with an elk is when it's stuck in our grill. <laughs> yep. I just think a set of tamplers or something on the helmet versus a lightning bolt, because what else are you going to do for energy? 
Unless it's going to be a oil rig. Could it get an oil rig? Just stop for a second, okay? You're you're creating something. It's your belief, and you're not looking at this in a logical sense. You're looking at this as an emotional thing because you're confused with the don't want it to be with the bomber. Energy, you know, is not they're not going to put up an electric car on a on their helmet. These are oil people. So when they're talking energy, you don't need to have a derrick on there, a drilling rig or, or, or something, then you are a lightning bolt. You're not going to have a lightning bolt because that signifies electricity and everything that the Alberta economy is not. Okay. That would almost be probably like the old Houston Oilers that had like a, uh, a drilling, that's what I'm, like you said, a rig on their helmet. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking more than anything. I would think, though, they <laughs> might just stay, no matter what it is, they might just stay with their current logo with the two E's. Because I think that's one of the reasons why they're going with let it with words that go with E so they don't have to change it. They can keep the E-E and not have to worry about changing stuff. Okay, Charles, then the only question yeah. I have is why are they only 85% ready? Yeah, if I, they weren't changing anything, they'd be 100% ready, right? Cause uh, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't really read that much into it, but you're right about that. That's a good point. So there, it's something is evolving here. I know it's, it's monumental, and most people have concrete in their shoes. But there is change happening in Edmonton, and I think we should be appreciative of that, and we should recognize it, we should honor it, because mm-hmm. we've, we've just been trashing the league and the fact that they are, they have not evolved, that they, they're stuck in the rut. And uh, Edmonton is actually doing something. Good point. Absolutely fucking stupid doing it, but it's beside the point. We, 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 we applaud it. No, I agree. Like, you, like we've said, we, they, they are at least, um, you know, innovating it. They're changing, and they're not staying with the same old, same old. So that's a good point. Let's just that they're changing their mode. And, and you know what? They they might not stay with the double E. They may go to something different, or they may not even use a word that has an E in it. We're just speculating because all the speculation about the alchemy energy, none of us come from Edmonton. None of us come from the organization. It's all a bunch of idiot media guys that are speculating. And they're, they're, they're in, 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 as much in the know as we are. Yeah. And by the way, we should call out to, um, on that topic, sort of, we should call out um, Arash Madani for his stupid article. I have referenced it a little bit saying uh, earlier when we were talking about the COVID thing, about Arash Madani, uh, basically Bob Young calling out uh, Three Down Nation for that um, article where they wrote saying um, that confidence in the league playing this year was low. But, uh, I mean, I read that article, and you go through the entire article, 
And then right at the very end, it says, but this is just me speculating. So who wants to write a, read a freaking article about what he's speculating? He makes this whole big uh, headline on it, and then oh, at the end, oh, it's all speculation. Well, thanks a lot for that. And he should be called out for that because it was ridiculous. And it's so – and more and more people are catching on that they're, that Three Down Nation has become a tabloid site. But there's my little mini rant. Yeah, keep going. You're on a roll. Yeah, well, I, I don't have much more. But, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the more and more the, we go on, the more and more tabloid to become. I mean, it's not getting better; it's getting worse. They're 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 pushing out uh, uh, they're pushing out clickbait headlines left and right. When you read the articles, you find that the headlines they put out are extremely misleading, and it's ridiculous. Cool. So. The biggest problem with Three Down is they're the only media that's devoted strictly to the CFL. Yeah. Nobody else is. There are some articles where it's almost better if they had nobody because some of the articles (laughs) do more harm than good. Well, it's Erasmus Danny. He rarely has a lot of good things to say about the CFL. He always sits there and claims to be a CFL fan. But everything he writes about the CFL is almost exclusively negative. I don't remember one time seeing that guy write something positive. At least not about the CFL, maybe about other stuff. He reminds me of that other guy, Steve Simmons from Toronto, who constantly ripped the CFL. I don't even know if he's still a writer anymore but I wouldn't read his stuff because it was always negative about everything. Not just the CFL. He was negative about all sorts of stuff. He never, he never had a positive spin on anything. All right. So where are we now? What should we go on to? Let's see. A potential high-profile ownership group has reportedly pulled interest in buying the BC Lions. Yeah. This is an organization that has been trying to purchase the Lions their part of the last 10 years, and they have had a way, and now they've pulled and said, we're not interested in this team any longer. Now, this is why bring me back to the concept or the idea that the team's not for sale. If the team I don't know if that's... Was the team was, What's that? I said if the team was for sale, the team would have been sold. True. But I mean, Braley had said for years that he would have sold the team for the to the right owner, but uh, maybe he felt these guys were the right owner. It says in the article here uh, 
that Ed Willis reported in 2017 that Woodall and Keith, uh, that's uh, Mark Woodall and Moray Keith, um, presented David Braley with an offer in the range of $14 million that was rejected. In the plan, 100 shares would have been sold at $200,000 a piece, raising $20 million. Eight to ten, eight to ten million of that was to go to buying the team from Braley. The remaining ten to twelve million would be invested into the team's operation. And again, here we're talking about Three Down Nation. While the late Hamilton-based businessman was rumored to be selling the club for almost the entire decade before his death, which I don't believe that's an accurate statement at all. Lions fans shouldn't expect any clarity on new ownership in the near future. But that, that, that's, not, that's not necessarily true at all. I don't think he was actively trying to sell it. He wanted to sell the team that had been sold. True. I don't think David really, really did want to buy it because – he, he's such a, a big CFL guy. I don't think he wanted to get out. I think he wanted to still be part of the CFL. That's why he left a bunch of money for the team to be run, that the team could run for apparently several years with what Braley set aside. Yep. kind of keeps David Braley the owner of the Lions even in his death. So <laughs> he didn't even want to be out of the CFL when he was gone. Funny, wasn't it? Huh. We're literally now owned by a ghost. But anyways, uh, Anyone else uh, read into this and so on? I don't have a lot to say on it, really. You guys are mm-hmm. closer yeah. to it than myself and Will. But um, I'm just hoping that the Braley family or whoever is going to be in charge of the money actually spends money on the team, on the marketing mm-hmm. of the team. <laughs> sure that makes two of us. Going again if they get the marketing going again, they will get more fans. Yeah, they, that's, an, that's an assumption. That, that's an assumption that, that hasn't been proven. Well, well, they didn't get more fans by axing almost the entire marketing department, did they? No. Which they did do. That's not a rumor. And also, when uh, Bobby Ackles was still around back in those days, their marketing was a whole lot better, and they were doing better at the box office at that point as well. Everything about the Lions organization when Bobby Ackles was running it was better. We've had nothing but lame duck presidents ever since. Yeah. <laughs> Including the guy that's there now, Rick Lillashore or whatever, you hardly ever see him at all. But he did very well as the president of the Edmonton Eskimos. Yeah, he did. But really, since he's come over to the um, 
and when the Lions, I mean, he has not really been much of a, you know, when, much when of a presence. Come came in, I guess, well, he came in before the last season that was played. So I guess technically, I mean, he only had the one season, and then last year was kind of a lost season, so he, there wasn't really much for him to do. At least yeah, not this in the public like eye. Charles. You know, but go go back and listen to look at the guy that we had before him. What was his name? Oh, um, Golfsky. The guy I, the, yeah, Dennis Golfsky, the guy I couldn't stand. Absolutely useless. Absolutely useless. It always bugged the living hell out of me that he was always standing down there on the sidelines like some sort of coach. The guy wasn't a coach. The guy barely did anything. What was he doing down there? You never saw Bobby Ackles down there as president. He was always up where he should have been, up in the box. What was he doing there? That doesn't make a difference. I I know it doesn't make a difference. I just find it annoying. It's it's the same annoyingness for the military troops from the generals kind out on the front line taking a tour, right? Uh-huh. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it, it, isn't he showing his, uh, his interest in the team and supporting them by being down there? Well, I suppose. But I don't know. Okay. I found it weird. But maybe well, it was wow. just because I was, I was probably more used to uh, the way Bobby Ackles did. And, and you know, everyone does, handles different the same job differently. So that's fair enough. I mean, uh, you see David Brady down on the sidelines. Yeah, that's true. And and you didn't, you know, don't want to step on him because he's out of it. But you, you know what? I, I did love Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. The guy was a, the, the wiener. But um, I mean, I've talked to him at length on a couple of cases, and I just, really? uh, he was, you know where he came from. He, he was one of the wire boys that um, Bobby. Yes, he was. He was a, he was one of the head guys at Telus that was supporting the lines and then came over and became president because of that. Yeah. And I believe both Mark Woodall and Maury Keith are also members of the Water Boys. Yeah. It may have been a high profile um uh suitor for the franchise, but it doesn't sound like they were actually ever uh, throwing any, any, anything serious money out of there. Right. They're always trying to get it at a fire sale. Mm-hmm. It does say and, in this article, though, that according to Farhan Lodgy, there are apparently three to four other interested groups. So take and, that for what it's worth. That's good. I mean, I was talking to David about years ago. And he said, yeah, I've got three or four groups right now that are interested in buying the lines. And literally, I mean, I've had it for years. I've had it five, six years, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it, there's always somebody that's going to be interested. It's just whether or not they're serious. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I still have a, a, a Trump card out with Steve on this one. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, 76, I think. Maybe 78. I'm not, I, can't, I don't know for sure. That's not really that old. Really, no. It's like only being 16 years older than we are. True. Yep. That's not old at all. No. Well, but. Okay, and the last article here, which uh, or the last segment here, confused me because the link said is basically talking about the same thing. Is this a new link? I just posted uh, it, Christopher. I just posted it at the bottom of the page. Yeah, I saw that. It just popped up just as I said this. Yeah, I was ready for it. What's that? I was ready for it. Charles just copied the uh, wrong clip to the headline. Oh, I put the, uh, sorry, I put the same link twice. My mistake. Yeah. I copied the wrong link. Okay. Some thoughts, some would-be training camp thoughts. Okay. Since I just got the link, I haven't read it. So, who did? And go ahead and talk. Basically, it's just some thoughts for some of the teams uh, going into the season. They, they don't do all the teams. They just do uh, a few of them here. So, I'll just uh, quickly go through. I'll read the, read through them quickly here. Uh, he starts off basically. Basically, his point was that right now would be training camp if the league was going to be starting on time. So they're just kind of general thoughts about some of the teams heading into the season. Uh, so for Hamilton, things like a team first mentality and mutual respect take some of the traditional elements of what will happen when the tie cats hit the field this year. And that's fine. It's a good thing, really, for the betterment of the entire Tiger Cats organization. Jeremiah Mazzoli and Dean Evans are both back, both healthy, and both ready to help their team lift the Grey Cup at the end of the season at Tim Hortons Field. But from a competitive standpoint, and and these two great quarterbacks will be doing that in training camp, there isn't a better positional battle in the league than between Mazzoli and Evans. While Evans' resume is shorter, both have proven themselves as starters, and after Mazzoli's season-ending ACL injury of July 2019, both played a significant part in the Ticac's 15-3 run that included them being a perfect 10-0 at home. Evans is a young talent at the start of a brilliant CFL career. Mazzoli is in his prime and could be an MOP-worthy campaign in 2021. Watching the tie- how the Ticac deploy this tandem will be fascinating. Did what? he just say that it was always could be the MOP? Yes. Could be. He, he really said that? Yes. And he also said he was in his prime. I don't think he's had a prime. 
I was going to say, if it's, if it's his prime, what's his non-prime look like? That's correct. Okay. Wow. Pretty to be fair, Mazzoli was pretty good the last year before he got hurt. Yeah, and so was Matt Nichols. Yes, that's all. It doesn't mean that you want him as your starting quarterback. Probably not. Uh, so, yeah, so basically the talk was about the interesting battle uh, for um, the Ticat starting job, which I think would be an interesting battle. So. He, he did throw for over 5,000 yards in 2018. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's pretty impressive numbers. He killed the Harris, didn't he? What's that? that? I said so did Trevor Harris. Yes, that's true. And a lot of people consider Trevor Harris to be an elite quarterback. I don't, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those are also probably the same people that thought Darian Durant was elite. True, very true. And Marcus All Randall. Right. I would say <laughs> oh, Marcus Crandall. Gotta be, gotta be. Honestly, almost you ripped the words off my tongue. We almost went the whole show without mentioning Marcus Crandall, but we that were able to. Never uh, happen, Charles. Apparently never not. Happen. Nope. I mean, think about it. Who would you rather have, Matt Nichols, Trevor Harris, Jeremiah Mazzoli, or Marcus Crandall? Marcus Crandall. Oh, Marcus Crandall's won a Super Bowl. I was going to say, he, 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 he was the only one out of that group that has. Right. I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. He's got a championship. I have no problem with that. All right. So moving on here to uh, Winnipeg. His thoughts on Winnipeg here. The defending Grey Cup champions will march out much of the same roster that walked off the field in Calgary in 2019. A 29-year Grey Cup drought finally over, but there's a change in the team's offense that should have eyes on it across the country when the Bombers take the field. Longtime offensive coordinator Paul Lapolice, who inadvertently may have the answers for the Ticats questions above, took the head coaching gig in Ottawa last year. Buck Pierce, who has earned his stripes as the Bombers' running backs and quarterback coach the last six years, after playing his heart as a Bomber from 2010 to 2013, uh, he was also with the Lions, slides in as offensive coordinator. It should be a smooth transition, but it'll be interesting for one of two, one for two, it'll be an interesting one for two reasons. First, La Police proved himself to be outside-of-the-box thinker, a coordinator that crafted what I like to call a quarterback centaur, Chris Trevler's legs and Zach Caleros's upper body, and got the most of his roster at the perfect time. Second, there was a, the, that roster had changed somewhat. Trevler went to the NFL. The Bombers doubled down on Caleros and their trade deadline acquisition that led them to the Grey Cup and dealt Matt Nichols to Toronto, who eventually dealt him to Ottawa. Uh, I would go on, but I know we're getting close to the end of the show here. We only got four minutes left, so I don't want to ramble on. Um, so basically, this, 
the talk here is about uh, the change over in the offensive coordinator from Lapolis to um, Buck Pierce. So, Mark, you'd probably know the most about this being in Winnipeg. I don't know how much of a change there will be to a lot of the offense. I really don't. Uh, Pierce learned a lot of the stuff from La Police, so I think you'll still get the same style. It won't have the same trick plays. Um, but I'm thinking the way Buck Pierce played quarterback, Caleros better be ready to throw a lot of football. True. But they do have Andrew Harris. Still had Andrew Harris, and he's had an entire season of not having to worry about uh, drug tests. So who knows how big he is? He's going to be when he's back on the field. <laughs> but no, it's, I don't really don't think you'll see a lot of change in the offense. It's going to be Andrew Harris <laughs> until he's Did broken. Talk- they'll use. Yeah. That's the only way they're keeping Colorado's upright for any length of time. I was going to say, and that, and uh, keep their offensive line protecting him, because if they don't, the more he gets hit, the more he's going to be gone. The more the, chance the he's going to be gone. So. The first time Calaris takes a hit like Buck Pierce used to take, his career is <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think? Yep. Oh. Anyways. I think well, it's over, isn't it? I think we're pretty much down to like two minutes. I think we're under two yeah. minutes now. Yep. Uh, I guess I, I'm on my phone, so yeah, I have to look at that. Uh, <laughs> this blog talk bitch usually doesn't comes up and talks to me, but she hasn't yet. So we're actually under a minute. So let's close this. Oh. This is the Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number four hundred and eighty-one. I don't necessarily want to take responsibility for this podcast, so I'm just going to leave me out of this. Uh, and, and I have no idea what's going to happen next week, so we'll see what happens. Um, you guys all take care. Mark, sign off. Good night, everybody. Talk to you next week. Good night, folks. We will talk to you next week. We think. Good night, everybody. Go out. Go out.